Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and today is Saturday, February 20th, 2021. And I am proud to say I'm here in Texas. We have power, we have everything going, no water yet, but you know, beggars can't be choosers at this point. Just happy that I'm able to to get this podcast done and and get out there to uh, our listeners. So happy Saturday to everybody. We're fired up here at Coach Talk to have a monster weekend. And uh, I am well rested and well fired up to to help everybody get this done. A couple of things real quickly. If you're joining us on YouTube, please take a second, hit the thumbs up the subscribe button, and a little alert in the top corner. That will really give us uh, a big boost as far as helping us get uh, our name and our word out there to more people, and we really appreciate that. And that alert button also will let you know whenever our podcast posts so you don't miss anything. And with all the different things we've got going on in different slates and sports, um, it definitely is uh, helpful to know when those post. Um, Also, you know, last week we started a new offer here for those that want to just test us out. It's a three-day pass for only $10. Can't beat it. Uh, Jump in. uh, Check us out. Go to DFSCoachTalk.com. can sign up right there, and then we'll shoot you an email with your Discord invite, and you'll be good to go. And its I'll tell you, it's been huge having the Discord family in there all the time, finding out the news looking at the rotation of who's in, who's out, what games are canceled, what players are sitting. You know, we do that all day and throughout the day and post that in Discord. And we have a really strong group of members that also are keeping an eagle eye out for all of that and posting it. So definitely, uh, I think you'll enjoy that community for sure. Um, If you're not a member and you're just, uh, you listen to us every day, we thank you for that. And, uh, you know, you could follow us on uh, Twitter. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. We have our whole group on there. Uh, Andrew Hansen, Shane Caldwell, Tyler Pitzer, uh, Joe Joe Stanton, and Brett Trimble and Dawson Sarvati. So they're all under that DFS Coach Talk uh, uh, banner there at Twitter. So you could follow us there. Go to at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter, and that also you'll see our updates, postings, uh, player news, etc. All right, it's an exciting day of basketball. It is a two games shorter than we were hoping it would be because of a couple of COVID cancels. It has created sort of an oddity, though. There's the first game is not until 8 p.m. Eastern, so we get extra time. We're usually excited for the extra 30 minutes. Today we get a full hour. So uh, the first game is at 8 o'clock, and then there's an 8.30, two 9 o'clocks, and a 10 o'clock. So it's a great evening where you can watch a lot of basketball, not like me when there's 12 games trying to skip around and you can't keep track of anything. But with five games and those staggered starts, uh, you should be able to catch a lot of good basketball. want to start out real quickly here with uh, the most updated injury report. Um, We've got LeBron James probable, so we know he's going to play. Gordon Hayward looks like he's back today, so that's good news for Charlotte. But the bad news for Charlotte is Devontae Graham's already been ruled out. So 
a plus minus there for the Hornets. Uh, Rashawn Holmes remains questionable, as does Harrison Barnes. Both uh, big dominoes for the Sacramento Kings lineup and for the team they're facing, the Bulls. A couple other guys, Cody Martin is confirmed back. Um, Glenn Robinson III is questionable also for Sacramento. Um, Goran Dragic has already been ruled out. Uh, and then we've got a couple of probable Lakers, Markeith Morris, Kyle Kuzma to go along with their buddy LeBron. And uh, that is the news thus far for the five games. Again, we'll keep you updated on that uh, as we go. Um, quick shout out as we're starting here so I don't forget later because it always gets so crazy in here at times uh, with trying to get to every piece of information that I forget. And I always like to give a real fast shout out to our newest member group. Uh, just really welcome them into uh, the Coach Talk family and our process and everything we're doing. We have such a great group that have just come in recently. Just buzz through a couple of them real fast. Godfather of Gans, B. Jordan, not to be mistaken with Michael B. Jordan. Gifted, gotta love that one. Useful, useful is our first member from France, the country of France. So how about that? That is bonjour, that's very cool. Uh, we have Kiswi, DJ, PJ82, SCO1513, Look, it's me, Mr. Chris. Gotta love that one. Desmo 21, Co-Gray, Cash and Books, Falcon Mish, all the wave of Champagne X Matt. I believe that's what it is. And my buddy that always plays Yahoo, I think we're the only two. No one seems to play Yahoo anymore, but Leonidas and I definitely play Yahoo and we win at it. A uh, very active member that I um, love having part of the group, J.P. Davis, uh, our our super awesome A.A. Feather 2, Fed 2, sorry. Uh, he's He's been terrific, and he's been on a hot streak. Uh, C. Chatch, T. Downs 87, and Nathan 970. Had to give a quick shout-out to all those guys because we spend pretty much every day together in there chit-chatting back and forth, helping each other win. And that's what uh, a great DFS community is all about. Okay, here we go. Five games. We're going to dive right into this. I am fired up. Um, adding the, the defensive real plus minus in as I do on the weekends. I think it's a very uh, great stat to look at because it's usually surprising. Some of it's obvious, but there is some surprise with some of the guys that are on this list. And what I've pulled today to give us a good feel is uh, the top and bottom 10% overall uh, top and bottom uh, de defensive players, according statistically, uh, according to their positions per 100 possessions. So that gives us an idea of spots we can avoid and sp spots that we can attack. And like I say, there's been guys on here that have been good defenders for a long time and guys that have been bad defenders for a long time, and they are not on the list you would expect them to be on. So it's important to take note of that and keep track of it. And as long as we do that a couple of times a week, minimally, we at least know where they're standing, and it up, you know, we update it every week. All right, the first game, and we thank betus.com.pa. I just pulled the lines, latest lines for uh, from them. And the first game, 8 o'clock, as we said, it's Golden State on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. 
against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, right now, Golden State is a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and it is the second-highest total of the five at 234. As far as defensive efficiency, Golden State is sitting at fifth. They've really, really tuned it up from being in the mid to lower 20s all of last season. So uh, they have really changed their dynamic defensively. Uh, Charlotte, 16th, middle of the pack most of the season. As far as pace goes, it's great news for Charlotte because it's a huge pace-up game for them, which is good for guys like LaMelo and Rogier, etc., uh, Golden State's the second fastest paced teams, a lot of extra possessions in their games. They try to get a lot off of transition. And I think that's going to be a big plus. Charlotte isn't slow. They've been right in the middle of the pack, also 16th there, but certainly, uh, you know, a pace down game for Golden State, although all of them are uh, pretty much except when they play the fastest team in the league, the Washington Wizards. So um, I would say, you know, it, those statistics uh, are, you know, create a little bit of a double look there. Golden State's defense is good, but they're faster. So that, you know, makes you question exactly whether you want to load up on any Charlotte players. And then Golden State with playing a team that's just middle of the road in both pretty much goes the same route. Now, as far as the DRPM, top 10% for Golden State is Wiggins, which, again, I, you know, he's remained on that list uh, as I've discussed him for the third week in a row, which he was notoriously not a great defender, but uh, he's he's doing a great job. A new guy that, that jumped on the list this week is Toscano Anderson. So uh, he's got more and more minutes since they've been so shorthanded at the bigs, and he is defending well, and he's generally defending somebody three, four, five inches bigger than him uh, you know, because he's playing the four or five at, at, at uh, most of the time. So uh, very interesting uh, there. And then uh, for the Charlotte side, it's Devontae Graham who's defending. He's ranked much higher than Rogier. I think Rogier has been uh, on the list a lot, but I think he's getting those tougher assignments and it's affecting uh, him just a little bit. Uh, and then Biombo, the backup center to Zeller, uh, who shifts in a little bit with P.J. Washington to back up the five spot for them, is the other one. As far as on the negative side, you have Mr. Steph Curry, who, you know, those who giveth taketh away, if you will. So, you know, he's as phenomenal as he's playing offensively. He is not uh, getting it done on the defensive side. And then there's two guys for Charlotte, Mr. LaMelo Ball. Poor defender, according to statistically here. I know he's rangy and he gets his hand on a lot of deflections and things, but he is in the low, the bottom 10% defensively, as is Mr. Monk off the bench. So interesting game here. Um, you know, the question is, how much does Rogier lock up Curry? Because Curry's massively expensive. He also can make, you know, a dozen threes on you. Uh, I'm not going to go there because I, I respect Rozier defense, even though he's not ranked in that top 10% right now. But I think he'll get back in there. But this is the kind of tough matchup that he always gets. Um, uh, you know, you've got Wiggins then uh, matching up probably with LaMelo Ball. You know, both have some size and lankiness, which is interesting. So you've got, uh, you know, poor defender and Ball who may also get some shifts on Curry. 
uh, guarding Wiggins. So it does uh, give me a little bit of interest in Wiggins. Um, I also have a little interest in uh, Ball and Rozier. I know they're going to get some of Wiggins' defense, but they're also going to get some of Curry and some of the guards off the bench that are not terrific defenders and not you know very big like the pools and guys like that. So, um, you know, I, I'm definitely interested in the Charlotte backcourt. Even though Hayward's back, they're not going to lose that 30 minutes generally that Devonte Graham gets. So I'm, I've got uh, definitely eyeballs open there. Uh, as far as the bigs for both sides, um, Toscano Anderson has been good, but his minutes have shifted a little bit. You know, he was getting upper 30s now. He's been getting some mid-20s, you know, to mid-30s, and that makes a massive difference. You know, if he's going to play 8 to 10 minutes less, I mean, he's not really playable in my book. But if he gets one of the big minutes games, he's a good value. So, uh, you know, I'll look at him, not planning on going that way. Um, Neither for the bigs with uh, Draymond, Cody, P.J. Washington, just not interested there. Uh, You know, I think with the pace uh, and the 234 number, I think the guards here are really the guys that will, uh, all four of them actually, Curry, Wiggins, Ball, and Rozier are all going to benefit you know, from this type of pace and this type of defense. So all possible plays in for the guards in that first game. All right, we go to game two. It's an 8.30 p.m. start. It's the Miami Heat, who are 12 and 17, by the way, against the L.A. Lakers, who are 22 and 8. Uh, BetUS.com.pa has the Lakers minus three and the lowest number by a lot. Two ten and a half, the over/under in this game. So, the reason being, Miami is all the way up to tenth now. You know, now that they have everybody back for the last dozen games or less, I think more like eight or nine games they've had the group back. Um, you know, they've skyrocketed right up back into the top ten, and Lakers have continued to keep their spot on the mantle of number one uh, overall defensively as a team. Also, the the downside of that is the pace for both of these teams. 22nd for Miami and 19th for the Lakers. A lot of half-court basketball. So between the defense and the pace, you're looking at reduced possessions here. And there's a lot of guys that are extremely expensive, like LeBron and Jimmy Butler and Bam. You know, and uh, for those reasons, I'm I'm not paying up for any of those guys here. I, I think they'll definitely get... Uh, some people cherry pick guys out of there. A lot of people played LeBron because when Davis is out, you know, LeBron shines. But I respect both teams' defense. I think they'll run doubles. They'll make James pass it a lot, which, you know, he could have a 15 assist game here easy. But I think it'll hold down some of his other stats, including scoring, just enough to, you know, not uh, pay off that huge price that he is. Um, Jimmy Butler has been absolutely tremendous since he returned. I mean, averaging, I believe, a triple-double, to be honest with you, in a a pretty good stretch of games here. Uh, He's been fantastic, but again, not the best conducive matchup with the good defense. Now, I will say, I expect the Lakers to eventually fall out of that first spot, maybe drop to two, three, four, you know, down the scale a little bit without AD in that center spot. It's going to start showing up as time goes on and AD is going to be out 
four to six weeks, it looks like, with that strained Achilles. Uh, so they're being very cautious. They don't want what happened to Kevin Durant kind of situation here where, you know, he had a strain and then all of a sudden, boom, there it goes. So um, I think you'll see Lakers giving up more points uh, in the time frame as, as AD is out. Um, as far as DRPM, real quickly here, you've got two guys for Miami, one which really surprised me. Duncan Robinson uh, remains in that top 10% defensively. So uh, that is very uh, surprising, but good to know. Uh, Iguodal off the bench, just like he has his whole career, has been in that group. And how about this group for the Lakers? Now, I know they play great team defense, but the reason they're number one is because they have really good individual defenders that have really picked it up. Some you expect, some are surprising. LeBron James is in the top 10 overall, not just 10%, literally top 10. Um, so, you know, if he's he's going for the MVP, I'll tell you right now, it's going to be only the Joker maybe has a chance at him, but I'll tell you what, uh, LeBron is, is serious because he's playing both ends of the floor. And his defensive rating was poor the year before last when he sort of took that year off well, I don't know if it was really the year before last. It was the beginning of that season. It's so screwed up with the bubble stuff. But prior to that, he yeah, he was not playing great defense. And then you've got uh, Morris, Mar Markeith Morris. Can you believe that? And the ironic thing is Markeith Morris is in the top 10%. His brother Marcus Morris is in the bottom 10%. So how identical twins that have played together and learned the game together one of them's the best defensive player, and one of them's the worst. So go figure. Uh, you've got also Marcus Gasol at his old ripe age, still getting it done. Dennis Schroeder, who in Atlanta, the knock on him was he didn't defend. Here he is playing great D. The LeBron uh, factor, I think, uh, got him going. And then would you believe Kyle Kuzma is in there? So you've got guys that have generally been knocked for their defense in guys like Morris and Kuzma and Schroeder in the, the top 10%. Hence, well, that's why my uh, Lakers are, are number one in the league. And neither team goes to show their philosophy and coaching styles. Neither team has one single player in the, in the bottom 10%. So to wrap this game up, where do you go here, if any? I'm not going to have hardly any exposure to this game because the defense and the pace. I'm not paying up for the big dudes. Can you take a secondary mid-price guy that's that's value? Absolutely. Guys like Kendrick Nunn, uh, I think, are a decent pick here. Kelly Olenek is coming off a phenomenal game. He's cheap. Uh, Kyle Kuzma's stepped up his game to a different level. I think those are the three that I'm looking at the most as potential value plays. A uh, couple things to stay away from. Duncan Robinson had a couple decent games, but he happened to be playing against two of the three worst defensive teams versus the three-point shot, and, and now he's playing the Lakers who are much, much uh, better in that category than what he's faced recently. Uh, he'll probably get some Caldwell-Pope defense, and he can defend. So uh, not a big uh, game for me, and certainly a game that I'm going to look at uh, just for possibly a value one-off. 
All right, game three, we move to nine o'clock game. It is the Sacramento Kings at 12 and 16, and the Chicago Bulls, the same identical record, 12 and 16. Uh, right now, BetUS has Sacramento as a two and a half point road favorite. Not very much, uh, you know, you wouldn't expect that. So I may, may put a nickel on the, on the Bulls here. Um, the over under is the second highest, third highest, I'm sorry, 233 and a half. Very respectable. Uh, here are the things that are interesting, though, and make, you know, you definitely want to look at this game as a potential uh, terrific play. I, I am. And, and here's the reason why. Sacramento 30th, if you didn't know, there are 30 teams in the NBA. So you cannot get worse defensively than your Sacramento Kings. Chicago Bulls not exactly defending like champions. They're 21st. And then pace, impressive, 12th for Sacramento, 4th for Chicago. Got to love that stuff. Uh, those are things that are going to, you know, really scream more possessions, more DFS points available, and somewhere we want to look. All right, we've got a couple of guys in the top 10%, uh, but they don't hardly play for Sacramento. Maybe they should. Justin James and Kyle Guy, two of their guards off the bench, very, very little time, but they're they're good defenders. And then two guys that are, play a, a big role for sh Chicago are both terrific defenders, and that's uh, Daniel Gafford at center and then the uh, veteran Garrett Temple, who's terrific defensively. Very rangy, very tough, underrated player. He really is, and he's been getting good minutes uh, on a consistent basis, and a lot of that is because of his defense. So, you know, something to think about. When we're looking at some of the wings, he'll probably guard like a Buddy Hill type of thing there, which, you know, gives you some fade possibilities. All right. The list is long here <laughs> for the, the bottom 10% for these two squads. So I could barely fit it in my notes here. De'Aaron Fox, not good at all. Whiteside, Mr. Shot Blocker, he's ranked in the bottom 10%. You know, he gets in foul trouble. He gives up as way more than he blocks at this point. Robinson the third and Halliburton, the rookie, which is disappointing because I love that kid, love the way he plays, but did not realize uh, his defense needs a lot of work. So uh, something I'm sure he'll improve on because he's certainly athletic enough. Uh, I think he's going to be a good one down the road. And then three guys that are, you know, important to the Bulls rotation and that's Sadoransky, and then the two guys that play the most minutes, White and Levine, the starting backcourt. So you can score against these guys. There's no question about that. And, you know, that's the reason why I, I really like this game. I mean, it's obviously not the most glamorous game on the chart uh, tonight, but uh, I think it is for DFS purposes. I think you've got to consider De'Aaron Fox. He's been so solid all year, every game. Game in, game out, he gets it done. He gets the bad bulls backcourt, so he's definitely a guy high on my list. Um, you can look at Marvin Bagley. You know, now that he's really their their big, their guy that's getting it done inside with with Barnes and Holmes out, uh, Bagley becomes a must play for me. We don't have the final news on Barnes and Holmes. If those guys are both in, then Bagley uh, is eliminated from from my player list. Uh, but if one of the two are out, I'm going to keep him in there. If both are out, he becomes one of my foundation plays, my highlighted plays. So 
want at least two exposure from the Sacramento side. And I'd like to follow up with the same thing on the Bulls side, a good solid two guys. I think you can go uh, up in price with a Zach Levine. I think this is a great, great spot for him. He has been unbelievable. I know his price is super high, but man, what a matchup. I mean, the worst defensive team. I, I, I can see him shining here big time. Now, Kobe White, it, it, he played yesterday, left the game with a sore knee, which is a huge red flag, but then returned in the second half. So he's not on the injury report right now. He's supposed to play, but I'm concerned. I mean, chasing De'Aaron Fox with a sore knee, not a recipe for success. So I, until I hear Kobe's perfectly fine, uh, you know, he's going to be a, a fade for me uh, everywhere. I do not want to take a chance of him getting out there, tweaking it, and then you're dead, similar to what happened uh, yesterday with Mr. Green from the Nuggets, which I don't want to talk about. Uh, we thought we had a great steal there in Jamichael, super cheap, low, but, you know, I don't want to go there. All right, so Levine, much, very much in play. Then there's two guys I like here specifically that are value plays that seem to always pound out 25 DFS points without even trying and just getting to their 5X. Now, they're not ceiling-wise, you know, these guys aren't going to put up any 50-baggers, but for cash player, you know, I think they're both in play, and that's Garrett Temple, as I mentioned earlier, and Patrick Williams also. Uh, they're both getting really solid minutes. Again, it's against the worst defensive team in the league. And, uh, man, I'm going to come out of here with a good four guys from this is going to be my key target game of the night. All right, three down, two to go. A couple of really quick things. Uh, again, if, if uh, you'd like to become a member, uh, go to DFSCoachTalk.com. We're gonna, going to be announcing, we have a big announcement coming either tomorrow or Monday, uh, where we're going to offer a new uh, package for our BetUS partner, betus.com.pa. They are the best. If you sign up there, by the way, just on your own, use the promo code COACHTALK. Uh, when you sign up, you'll get an extra discount. And with the offer that we're going to be announcing, um, it's going to be a similar uh, deal that we had about two months ago, where if you sign up at betus.com.pa for the first time, and you deposit $149, the $149 goes, you get to play it on BetUS, but that counts towards a free membership with DFS Coach Talk that is literally two and a half months plus. So we'll put the, we'll announce that on Twitter, the exact parameters of it. But man, if you play uh, DFS and can take advantage of this membership and then play some prop NBA bets and all of that on BetUS, which they have a great selection there. Um, I've been a member of BetUS for 15 years. Great payouts, no, no issues. I think that you uh, would love that. So it would give you a chance to get some, some betting uh, going on, on sports and then get the free Coach Talk membership. So you will see that appear on our website, uh, dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, either tomorrow or Monday, and I would jump on that as soon as possible because that package is going to get you 
through the NBA playoffs into July. So not only will you be getting all of our basketball, you'll getting you'll be getting all of our baseball uh, and all of our PGA golf. So cannot beat it. Uh, also, if you're again, if you're watching this on YouTube, a quick thumbs up, smash the heck out of that button with uh, the uh, subscribe and uh, also set the alert. We'd really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, terrific group that we have here at Coach Talk, uh, just tremendous. And I'll tell you, we've had a, a lot of people join recently and our community keeps getting bigger. Just want to give them all a quick thanks by giving the, the latest and greatest of, of our group a quick shout out. And I'll go through this super quick. But uh, Godfather of Gains, B. Jordan, Gifted, Useful, and so excited. Useful is our first member from France. So we have a little uh, French connection here now, which is really fun. We already have members in Australia and Canada and just uh, love it. The international flavor is tremendous. It's, it's so much fun. Uh, Kiswi, DJ, PJ82, SCO1513. Look, it's me, Mr. Chris. Gotta love that one. Desmo21, Kogri, Cash and Books, Falcon Mish, All the Wave of, Champion X, Matt, uh, my my Yahoo buddy here, Leonidas, uh, a tremendously active member that we love, JP Davis, 1982, and one of our hottest members who's been just tearing it up, it's AA Feth 2, C underscore Chatch, T Downs 87, Nathan 970. So I apologize if I didn't get all the new folks in there, but I wanted to give a quick shout out to those guys. So thank thank you for letting me do that. All right, folks, we've got two games left. Two, one is uh, not real interesting. The other one will be the highest owned game by a mile, by the way. So I'm going to have almost some of my lineups, and I only do like one or two lineups, so I say some of, but it's going to consist of, you know, like I say, the, the two games, the Kings-Bulls game, and that last game on the slate, which is unavoidable. So I'll uh, I'll be very interested to just get one-offs in these other games. And that the fourth game, and the one I'm talking about possibly not having a ton of exposure to, is not a bad game. It's a 9 o'clock game, the Phoenix Suns 18 and 10, at the Memphis Grizzlies 13 and 12. Uh, he does such a great job there, too. Another one of my favorite coaches, the, the Grids coach. Um, it's a 9 o'clock game. The interesting part here, both teams on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, so that could have some effect in the rotation. That's another reason why this isn't one of my favorite games. I don't like, even if somebody loses one shift of three or four minutes, it can really sting you def, uh, in DFS. So uh, Phoenix is a four-and-a-half-point road favorite. The total is 225-and-a-half, very fair. Uh, Phoenix is a good defensive team, seventh. And they certainly control pace as they're second to last in pace. That's why, you know, we, Andrew and I talk about it all the time on the weekday podcast is we get to Phoenix. We love guys like Paul and Booker and Aiton and stuff, but their pace and their defense and the, in the entire game script with three guys getting a lot of the action. And then they also, you know, fold in guys like, uh, uh, you know, uh, who am I thinking of? Mikel Bridges, guys like that that also can contribute. So it makes them not always the best 
target DFS wise, and their prices are still pretty high considering that. So anyway, um, Memphis is 17th defensively, so middle of the road, and pace Memphis is 13th, so just slightly better than average. As far as DRPM for this game, uh, the Phoenix side uh, has a bunch of guys that uh, are really good defenders, and that's the reason why they are where they are, and they're all five in the rotation. How about that? Jay Crowder, Chris Paul, Dario Saric, Frank Kaminsky, and Cam Johnson. I'll tell you what, other than the Lakers, that's the best group. That's five of their eight-man rotation, and they're all in the top 10% defensively. So Monte, Monty Williams is doing something right there with his mixture and rotation of guys with Phoenix. On the, uh, the lone guy is slow-mo on Memphis side, so take that. Call me slow-mo, and I'll shut you down, he says. He's, uh, Mr. Anderson is a top 10% defender. Uh, only guys on the negative side for either team is uh, Moore, for Etwan Moore, who doesn't play a whole lot for Phoenix, and then Ja Morant, you know, following that trend of some of the superstar guards uh, all being in the lowest section of uh, bottom 10% DRPM. So, you know, that makes you think about Chris Paul a little bit. But anyway, in this game, you know, let's look at uh, – Again, back-to-back nights. I know Memphis is pretty cautious with their guys. He doesn't generally play them a ton of minutes. He rotates quite a bit. Uh, Brandon Clark is back for Memphis. He played last night. And that, you know, as awesome as Joe Valley is, and he has looked fantastic this last couple of weeks. This is the best I think he's ever played, even in his early seasons with Toronto. So, you know, you've got some... Uh, you know, it's it just the rotation there with Anderson, Joe Val, and and Clark, and you know some of their backup bigs like Tillman and stuff get grabbing a couple minutes or one run here and there, uh, makes it tough to to pay up there. Plus, Phoenix's defense and pace doesn't encourage me either. I generally don't roster anybody against Chris Paul. Just too much respect for his defense. And then you know we're back in that same conundrum with. The, the Suns that I just keep repeating every day, but you know, their pace, their score games, uh, the score in their games, the DFS output from their games, it just doesn't get you excited to spend up for guys like Paul Booker and Aiden. You know, if I've occasional one off, maybe a Bridges or Kaminsky or somebody just cause they're cheap, but I don't see it here. Um, I, I, think I'm going to come out of this game with zero representation. So very interesting, but I, I think you'll understand it a lot more when I get to the fifth and final game. That game is the lone late night hammer sweat game, whatever you want to call it. It's a 10 PM Eastern Washington wizards. The, the love of the DFS world. Uh, they're nine and 17 the Trailblazers are eight, 18 and 10. So you've got Washington. I, I don't know if you're going to believe this line or not, or if I wrote it down wrong, but check me on it because Vegas knows something that I don't know or something funny's going on. But Washington, according to what I have here, is a three and a half point favorite. But the number, which I know is correct because I looked at that multiple times, is 242. So we usually jump up and down for a 230-plus game. This is 242. So let's face it. 
everybody's going to have exposure to this game. Picking the right guys to have exposure to is going to be the key. I, I want to pull at least three guys out of this game, pair them up with my other stack game, and, you know, feel pretty good that, uh, you know, uh, that, that these games are going to come through. Now, you know, again, we don't do tons of stacking here at Coach Talk in, uh, in the NBA, you know, in, except for games that are these type of positions where, you know, this could be a 230 to 225 game. I'm so, uh, yeah, 130 to 125 game. So who knows? This could be a 260 total type uh, game points wise. And you've got to have a lot of exposure to that. Or uh, I guarantee you there's going to be a group in this game on the optimal lineup. All right, so let's dive in real quickly. They are 26th and 29th defensively. Boom, there's your answer. Uh, as far as pace, Washington, fastest team in the league. There's your answer. Portland, 17th, but, you know, they get up and down the floor. This part you'll laugh at. DRPM, both teams combined, goose eggs. Not one player in the top 10% defensively for either team. But we have a pretty expansive list here. For the downside of this side, Brown, Hashimura, Beal, Westbrook, uh, who else is on here? Lillard, Trent, and Simons, and uh, just a huge group. They have so many guys that can't defend on either side. So this is your key game. I think you can look at Beal, Westbrook, Lillard, the whole group is in play. And I think you just have to examine this. Uh, you can even go with the cheaper guys, Covington, Hashimura, Wagner, Cantner, all in play. So this is the game that I would suggest diving on, grabbing, and piling up. So that is it, my friends. We have covered five solid games. I hope this gives you a great look at what to expect for this evening's card, and I hope everybody crushes it. So for the whole Coach Talk team, I am Joe Sarvati affectionately known as Coach, will catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.